Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gamer Heroes. This is uh, Thomas here at GGKC. I got Mike with me, and I got Josh with me. Hello everyone. Hi guys! Uh, we are here to talk about the Game Awards. Uh, yes, The Game Awards are. were last Thursday, there was all sorts of good stuff there. Um, man, I mean, there's, there's always so much to talk about with the Game Awards, uh, hosted by Jeff Keighley. Um, he, he's the guy, if you don't know, Jeff Keighley used to be... Uh, halfway in charge of the Spike Awards, the Spike Game Awards that existed back when Spike TV existed. And was he? I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, as far as I understand, I'm going to feel like a real fool if this stuff's wrong. But this is <laughs> this is like the uh, osmos like osmiotic knowledge I've gotten from the internet. Uh, but it's that he went and wanted to do his own thing, so he started from scratch. Yeah, they kept acknowledging what he's created and what, you know, how that game awards is what he has created. So it, uh, he is the creator. He's not like part of a team. Like he, he definitely brings people together, but that is his baby, not anyone else's. So anything that happens in that game award show is all intentional by him. And it's run through its, it's had its own problems over the years. And, uh, you know, especially like the nature of gaming, when you have an award show like that, you have people that are getting up on stage who do not usually have. Oh an my audience. gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, I mean, you could just tell. I mean, we'll get more details, but as gamers, you know, we're a little bit, a lot of it, a lot of the stigma is, you know, a little, little more antisocial on the spectrum, right? Or don't know how to act in a public setting. Well, well right? ga- gaming, it seems like in, you in can see nature, that clearly. You can well, see that clearly. Well, gaming in its clearly. nature is like a, it, it is a solo in a lot of ways, it's a solo experience even yeah. when you're playing a multiplayer game you are playing by yourself online with other people and so you're still by yourself i'm more thinking of just like some of the creators you know they're 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 nerds like us they're creators like and they and this game awards i won't lie it, it looked great so i bet they were thinking you know it's an award show for those who've followed it through the years maybe probably could expect it but they're probably very nervous because it was big well, I, I was surprised at how big it was this year. I mean, it's the difference between being in front of a camera where no one else is in the room. Yeah, you can see a number of how many viewers you have. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between that and being in an auditorium with people that, you know, your your heroes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Sonic Fox, I know we were, Josh, we were talking before the show. Uh, I appreciate how excited you were to have seen Sonic Fox on there um, because, Mike, he was so nervous. This guy won esports player or, or won uh, yeah esports player e- of the year esports player of the year yeah 
uh, because of his stream, mostly because of his streaming content. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like, oh, you were the, well, the I don't best know. player. I mean, he, he won Evo. I mean, yeah, and, he, he won and Evo. he's sitting there like, uh, yeah, but most of my audience is always behind the camera. Right. No, he literally <laughs> said this. I don't play for you all. I, I just like beating people up. He, he said, said that. I yeah, don't I play like for you guys. I just play to beat people. I'm glad people are entertained <laughs> watching me. Like, it was great. I mean, I thought that way he came out, presented himself in his furry costume. If you know Sonic Fox, he has his hat or yes, he has his big fox old helmet. bright blue fox yeah, ears. The funny tail. things is that uh, people like that, like, obviously, you know, gamers are connected to antisocial people a lot. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, you to get him say in a, stuff get him in like a corner, that, they'll just sit like, back. You gotta have some big, giant balls to say <laughs> something like that, you know? No, yeah, I, you can see that throughout the uh, th- throughout the game awards. It's these people were nervous. Like I won't lie, it was a huge spectacle. It, I mean, it was a, it was yeah. endearing. He was so nervous. Yeah. He kept like, saying he was so nervous. Who he you was could just thinking. tell by the way he was speaking that he was like absolutely a fish out of water. Yeah. Which is funny because. He, he won the award for being wildly popular. Yeah. You know, he is a streaming personality. Like, he has so many fans, but he's up there on stage and he's just like, hamana, hamana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. Um, and I really like seeing that. That's something that you don't see in non gaming award shows. If, if Even if a director who's behind the camera and not in front of it is doing that, well, they're in charge of a crew. Like, yeah. they are, I mean, you're basically they're picking. They're still talking in you're front good of at a what group you of people do. all day long. Yeah. yeah. They, they have, they're in the business of dealing with. With people face-to-face, very closely. This is somebody where it's like, you've been looking at a computer screen for days. Now go talk in front of 100,000 people. Right. Maybe Uh, not that many, but... But that was a full auditorium and a huge... It was a a big platform for him, and he also... And I didn't know this, um, but um, he came out... He didn't come out, that's for sure, but he informed us that he was gay. And he made a shout-out to his... Wait, he came out... He didn't come out oh, okay. informed. So those those uh, who I don't see. know, he I even see. said, for those of you do and do not, I am gay. You know, and he wanted to make a shout out to the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community. And it was great. I just, he was so nervous. I imagine he just, he didn't know what else to say. He yeah. had to say it. And I bet that felt really good for him because he, he left smiling and happy and I, I'm, I'm happy for him. And it was, I did not know he was gay. I mean, I've watched him for a couple of years now just because how close we have been with the FG community, right? The fighting game community. And I've seen his name drop. I've watched him win. I've watched him lose. I've, you know, I've seen a lot of his fights and I had no idea he was gay. I mean, it's it really cool to see him use that platform. I don't know if he used that. You know, intentionally, or if he was just nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I really think he was nervous. He came in in a full furry suit. You know what a furry is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He came in with his Sonic Fox fur- furry suit, and uh, he's a big furry fan. Um, so uh, it, was, it was it was cool to see. It was really cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like, clearly because he was so nervous, like, he, he had, like, probably an idea, kind of, sort of, <laughs> of what he wanted to talk about, but... Something like that. When you when you get up in front of people, <laughs> yeah. you may as well throw that thing away. Yeah, you're like, it's, okay. It's I, like writing sheet notes on your hand and then you like, you know, wipe yeah, your sweaty palms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. Like at work, I'm like, okay, I have these five things I, I want to talk about. I'm going to hit topic one and then we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Dude, when we did our accessibility episode last time, it was like I wrote out, you know, bullet points. I had all this stuff. And then by the time we got to it, I was like, man, I like over spoke like I went overboard on a couple areas and I still didn't even touch a couple things I wanted you know uh so that's just funny because I was just like oh I'm prepared yep and then it's like how long have we going oh we gotta yep. wrap this up <laughs> you know uh but 
speaking of uh, that, like I like that. Um, like basically, what he said, he's like, I'm black, I'm gay, you know, I am a minority, like absolutely, yep. and and to be represented and liked, uh, you know, and to be on, even to be on stage to be recognized as the best esports player, uh, that's huge, and and like I really liked that idea of. Um, you know, he didn't quite say it like this, but the idea that when you're streaming, like when you're a personality like this, you're totally in control of who you portray yourself to be. You can be exactly who you want to be in other people's eyes because you're in con- total control of that stream, of everything that goes out. Um, and and I like that. That I like that in in gaming, you can do that and completely make your own persona because if, in a medium that is known for people who can be socially anxious. Or, uh, you know, maybe they just don't like people. Uh, maybe they like, like, playing online with people, but they would rather stay at home um, and game, and I could definitely associate with that. Uh, I love that it, it, it's so accessible to people. Well, Like, it, it just allows you to be whoever you want to be. And I'm, it also al- allows, like, recognition when you can see someone like him, and, you know, it's like, hey, that person's like me, and people love this person. Oh, I feel better. Like, maybe... I should, you know, maybe I should be more proud of who I am. Like, if you're nervous about, yeah. Something. Well, I, so what? How I feel, and this is going to get a little bit deep, oh. is that as gamers, and it's not, it's not just gamers. You know, people read, people who read, people who watch movies, they all enjoy a lot of stuff for for the same kind of ideas. I think gamers probably understand it the best, the like role playing aspect of life, right? Especially if you're somebody who literally role plays, you know, like mm-hmm. take your life, just swipe it off the board, build a character. At the end of the day, you may think that that character is like just a totally random, brand new character, but in reality, we're all building characters that at least have certain pockets of us in mm-hmm. them, right? That's very true. Even even if it's some crazy out of the world character, there's still one one piece of you in that character, right? So, like, people like that, I feel like they, they're they almost role-playing, but by the end, they realize that they're really just being who they want to be in the end anyway. This segues into, uh, I think it was, uh, oh, Arthur Morgan. Uh, what was the award for the best? It's not narrative, because um, that was Red Dead. It was the actual I mean, Arthur Morgan actor. is. Oh, uh, uh, what is his name? I'd, yeah, I'd have to look that oh, up, too. Oh, we're looking it up here. So. Red Dead won a ton of awards. And I, actually, so, spoiler, I guess, or whatever. Uh, Roger God, God of War. Roger Clark? Roger Clark. And he won the best performance. Nice. Yeah. That, it was a really good performance. It was. I was afraid Red Dead was going to sweep it. I was very happy to hear that God of War won Game of the Year because, boy, you know, uh, boy, was I nervous that Red Dead, since it just came out, it's like, yeah. yeah, sure, is it a good game? Sure. But it's one of those things, like when a movie comes out right before an award show, it's just like, oh, what do you know? Everybody's really excited mm-hmm. for this right now. It's going to sweep the whole thing. Uh, so I was happy that it did not. I was happy that Celeste got recognition. It won Best Independent Game, and, and I've told you guys that was my game of the year. Easy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was just good to see... Red Dead definitely won a lot, but it was good to see a lot of recognition all over the place. Uh, and the Game Awards, if you tune in at the beginning, like 30 minutes leading up to the show, they, like, do a lightning round of, like, you know, here's this award and who won it. Here's this award and who won it. Uh, and there's no big ceremony to it, but at least these people getting recognition 
and you know, yeah, I, I, I there's some hit and miss there. I liked some of it. Uh, I saw, I thought some should make it on the big screen. Hopefully, next year those will like like best RPG made it in the lightning round 15 minutes before the event even started. Right. I was, I was like, wow, that, that didn't even make it on the the main screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was cool. Like literally, um, I was talking to Thomas. Um, if if you walked away, you know, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, so I was able to rewind and stuff. And, you know, I'm pretty sure almost everyone has the capability of doing that. But if you would have caught up and not noticed it, you would have missed 15 awards. They literally lightning round them, as Thomas said, in the in between the in between the big world premieres and the big awards. They'll lightning mm-hmm. round a bunch of awards. So there's at least. I mean, <laughs> there was not a good time. I was watching it live and I was like, I, I need to, like, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm genuinely not sure when to get up and go because there's constantly so a Jeff Even Keeley's the commercials. Yeah, right? Jeff Keeley. So he would, after a world premiere or, you know, a presenter would, would there, they'd cut back to him like any award show. And he would talk. And then within that monologue, he'd either bring in some content creators or creators or game developers as well as launch another five awards. So I don't know. It's a little hit and miss. You would like – because here's what I think is I'd like a little more notice. Again, you can rewatch it, rewind it. You can watch it on YouTube right now. But I'd like to be a little bit notice of, of what's coming up, right? Not just the big ones, but those little ones. Like I was I was surprised because when they announced the best RPG, it's in the beginning of the whole event. I had to go back. Like, when did they announce the best RPG? And, and you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, so to preface my questions, everybody – uh, I was, uh, first of all, we had a, a break-in at the office that I work at, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the week. So that was the reason that I wasn't able to make it to Heroes Podcast, uh, the... The Screen Heroes Yeah, Awards. the Screen Heroes Awards. Yeah, well, you should have tried harder. All right. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish, I was trying to, uh, trying to freeze my credit accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, I had to be in Baltimore over the weekend for a work thing, so like, I I am brand new to all of the Game Awards information. So, what won RPG of the Year? So, um, best role playing game actually was Monster Hunter World. Shocker, in, but uh, not really. I mean, what, I think what it, were the what were the options in the category? The options were Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler. And one of my favorites, Pillars of Eternity 2, Wish It Won, damn it. Because <laughs> um, I had to play, I've played a little bit of the game. I played the full first one. I love Pillars of Eternity, what they did there. Um, I love Obsidian as a, as a company. Um, so I really wish they won. But Monster Hunter World was just a rave for the first half of this year, or back half of this year. So. Monster Hunter World. Uh, so I played, I played a couple of the other Monster Hunter Worlds. I won't talk too much about it because I already talked a lot about Monster Hunter World <laughs> earlier this year when it, when it released. Like it, it was a, it was, they did a fantastic job yeah. I thought like it was a good it was a good fun game to play with friends and stuff um, I am surprised that Nino Kuni was on there not because Nino Kuni is not a good game Nino Kuni is a fucking fantastic game I'm just surprised that 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 land out of all of the RPGs in the year I'm glad that I, I'm, I'm I appreciate that they picked that one um Octopath Traveler. We know your heartaches there. But you can I... say that was on the board for uh, Best Soundtrack, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on the Best, yep, okay. best Soundtrack. Yep. Great soundtrack. Game was beautiful. And art direction. I love the art direction in that one. Uh, yeah, it was. The, the, first, the first few hours of that game were just, oh, just so great. Just so, <laughs> so great. And then... 
Oh my God, what did they do with all of the plot lines? Anyway, moving on from how shitty Octopath Traveler makes me feel now. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter World, I feel like was a great game. Best RPG? I guess maybe. Yeah, now well, yeah. we got to talk about it. You're exploring. It. Okay, so this came up in, in, in before the Screen Hero uh, Awards, which actually you guys should all go check out online uh, in the Heroes Podcast Network. There's the Screen Heroes Podcast, which covers movies, TV shows, all that good stuff. And uh, at the end of the year, they all get together. We all get together and uh, discuss our favorite blanks of the year and the fan votes. That's actually how I discovered the Heroes Podcast Network last year. Uh, was that a word show? So that was a blast to do. Um, what the hell was I going to say? We were, we were talking about best RPG. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we had to discuss, you know, what is an RPG mm-hmm. um, and all this stuff because so many games have so many RPG elements in them that, like, there are a ton of games that are that are RPGs and also other genres. Um, but the, the Webster's Dictionary defines a uh, role-playing game <laughs> As, as taking on the role of a character yeah, in a video game, which, in, which in a to well me fleshed could out mean world. every oh, so that's so it's you have a well okay. fleshed out world where you I was can about to say something and then Thomas shot me. Down <laughs> with, I had to get in front of it. Truth, <laughs> uh, uh, a well a well developed world and essentially a character that can make a decision, uh, kind of. Uh, but the most important thing is a world that is fleshed out. So. You know, Wait, uh, on, the, these days, like How a JRPG. The thing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand the JRPGs, action RPGs, all of our RPGs. The well, traditional so, sense of an RPG to me now, traditional sense, not saying that any of these games that we will discuss are not RPGs, but I think the traditional is a class-based game or a, or, a, or a, I always a, think of leveling up. Leveling up and, and leveling advancing up. either classes or a hero to a certain style. Um, and I really think there's a, a huge portion of skills and class systems within an RPG. That's traditional to me. Now, again, everyone has their own. Everything's just so fuzzy because even yeah. a game like Red Dead, that yeah, it's, it's an RPG. It, it has a fleshed it. out world. You're not like you don't have a class or anything, of course, but, uh, but you, you do, do level, level up skills. like stamina. Yeah, yeah and, stamina. Yeah. That's very good. And, uh, and there, there are plenty of role playing games. Well, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of examples, and I, I can't think of any like, off the top of my head. But well, like, one thing we can all agree on is that it's a very fuzzy topic. It is. It's and extremely it used to be fuzzy. so because clear cut. If you if you ask me. If, and we're just talking about role playing as role playing is the definition mm-hmm. where you are playing a you different take role, role that yes. could literally be every, every single game. fucking game that you're you right. play because you're taking well, on the this, role this of is whatever low hanging fruit. But like obviously that wouldn't apply to Tetris. You know, you you'd play That's as true. Oh, okay, all right. you'd play right. like uh, yeah. you'd play a <laughs> yeah. character in a world that is defined. Yeah, That's yeah. a very loose, broad definition, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, RPG elements are just so common across the board now because we have so many complex systems in, in so many games that, like, say, you know, saying it's an RPG is basically like describing a shade of a color. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not telling you what color it is, it's telling you what shade of color it is. Um, so that stuff's tricky, and it can be useful to describe a game, but when you're defining something like best RPG, 
That's hard. It, it's crazy, though. You say this 10 years ago, I bet Best RPG would be on the main screen of that show. But now, Best RPG made it barely into the show. It actually made it into the 15 minutes of the pre-show. You know, that's what's crazy. It's like, we can't use this term anymore like the way we've been using it, you know? Mm-hmm. And an RPG has to be broken up. Your JRPGs, your action RPGs, you know. I mean, your turn-based, all, all, those, all those types of RPG styles. It, it's crazy. I just funny to see... <laughs> you know, we, we, we've we had our discussions and our arguments about what an RPG is. At the end of the day, almost all our games are RPGs. Uh, but I mean, there will always be a fine line between these J's and actions. And what's next? What's What other RPG classifications are there? I mean, I think action and JRPGs are some of the biggest. Um, really, those still... An action RPG. You know what an action RPG is? Like, it's something where you're not, like turn-based and slow. You yeah. actually make an action while you fight and interact with people. I mean, I don't know. It, it's funny to see where the term RPG is going and heading. It doesn't look like it's heading in a direction we used to see it going. You know, like I said, 10 years ago, best RPG would be on that main screen. It, 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 yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me because honestly, like, the kind of gamer that I am, I gravitate towards R- RPGs before, before anything else. Like, there are, I can count on my hands, like, the number of games that I've played. Well, okay, that's not true. When someone yells at me, what's your favorite RPG games? I start listening Final Fantasies, Dragon's Age. And in my mind, I know what they're asking for. You're but, wrong because it's Chrono Trigger. Oh, it's Chrono Trigger. <laughs> great, great. Not Secret of Mana. I love Secret okay, of Mana. Secret that's a good one. Good. See? But even those, those Secret of Mana, like the old school RPGs, that is, you're taking on a role with some classes and abilities. I mean, it's it's very hard to determine what is RPG now. I mean, maybe may actually dying. That's why it's at the end. I don't know if they'll continue to have that have that category in these game shows. They may have to break it up. So let's uh, let's switch gears real quick because we could we could talk about that all day, um, and probably we could talk about it again next week. Um, but there were so many reveals. There were huge. There were so many world. What premieres. was your favorite? What was your favorite? Uh. Actually, I'll tell you my favorite okay. in a minute because okay. something that well, I don't know if it was my favorite, but absolutely des- deserves recognition was the Stanley Parable. Dude, I played. That's one of the only Steam games I've pretty much ever played, and I loved that game. And when I try to tell people what it is, it's, it's really hard to describe. But if you've never heard of it, go watch the Game Awards reveal of it because it is absolutely. Is it as hard true. to describe as it's hard to understand what it is? Because I watched it as well, right? Yeah, and I still so, don't understand really what the game is. <laughs> well, if you play the game, you you won't either. <laughs> well, uh, okay. But if you liked that trailer, if you like the sense of humor that that has, that's what that game has to offer, uh, and it's nothing but keeping you on your toes and making you laugh forever. And and they're in the uh, so it. it it jokes, it's like, well, the biggest pro- or what is it? It starts and it's like, back in 2013 when uh, the Stanley Parable was released, we received, you know, many awards or something. And it goes back to the old game awards of that year. And it's like, and the winner is The Last of Us and The Last of Us. And, like, <laughs> and it goes through and it's just like, oh, geez, these poor guys. Um, but they're like, we realized our biggest problem, we hadn't released on consoles. And I'm thinking like, yeah, actually, yeah, I've it's one of the only PC games, like PC only games I've ever played in the past decade. And I wanted to play it again. I would have bought it again on PS4. So this isn't a remaster. This is another game. And also it's coming to PC. So it's on everything now. Uh, I have no idea what the release date is, but uh, 
that game just has such a great sense of humor, fourth wall breaking kind of thing. Was 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 this game the one that had the achievement where if you didn't play it for five like, years, yes, then you would was. get the achievement? Yep. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, for yeah. real. On Steam, oh if you own the game and you hadn't paid it for, or you haven't played it for five years, you would get the Steam achievement <laughs> for not playing it for five years. Okay. Dude, I mean, it's been five years. I wonder if they were like, well, we're definitely going to make another one of these, but we're going to wait five years, and this achievement's going to matter. All right, we have a lot of wars to get to, but what the heck is this game about? You start the game. Okay, let, let me describe what the old game was. You start, and there's a narrator reading what you're doing, right? It's like Stanley walked out of his room. So then you're like, uh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to walk out of the room. So you do. And he's like, he walked down the hallway, but no one was around. Where was everyone? And you, you keep going. And then you get to a room with two doors in it. And you look and it. The narrator says, Stanley approached two doors. He walked through the left one. And now you have the decision. Are you going to walk through the left one? Or are you going to walk through the right one? And whatever, whatever choice you make, the narrator will respond to it. And he will just continue... <laughs> He, like, the narrator knows he's a narrator, and he knows that you as the player can hear him, and also you can just do whatever you want. And so it takes all of that, it breaks the fourth wall, rolls it into a bundle, and, is like, there are so many hmm. paths where you can go and do different things, and they are wildly different from each other. Just so crazy, where I kept discovering new endings, and I was constantly laughing out loud, where I was just like, I can't <laughs> believe this is real. Uh, or just things where you wouldn't think you would find the limitations of what video games do. You know, you've played enough games, you're like, oh, probably there's an invisible wall here. Oh, there wasn't. Oh, I fell to my death. And the narrator's like, Stanley thought there was an invisible wall. There wasn't. And it's just like, shit, this game, it's for real. Like, he knew exactly why I walked off that cliff. I, th- I didn't think it would let me. Uh, but I'm so excited for that. Um, it's probably going to be a cheap game. So I bet it's going to be like 15 bucks when it comes out. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. But I loved that game. Um, easily one of the funniest games I've ever played. So I'm excited for that to come out. Y'all should try it. If you don't, I'm going to put the controller in your hand. I'm just getting it so I get that achievement. Yeah. Man, that's like the easiest <laughs> achievement ever. Well, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> wait, it, it came out five years ago. Do you, either of you have that achievement? I, d- I oh, lost my own Steam it. account. I I I d- I'd have to look up my old Steam info for an email I don't have just so I could get that achievement. <laughs> I'm totally going to buy it now. Yeah, mean, right? It sounds, sounds you, fun. You really I, I just never, I never knew what it was. So it was like, okay. I mean, it was always rated really high in Steam. It's just when you're looking at Steam, you're so saturated with oh, games. Man. Say that and this is a topic for another discussion. But darn, well, that's why the they, Epic that's Game why they Store opened up right? with like, Epic? remember when we won all those awards? And then it was just like, <laughs> 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 well, I mean, you just said hit the nail on the head with the um, with the store of Steam, and now Epic's combating that mm-hmm. with their own store and they mm-hmm. come up with their own model to give more money back to the developer so again i think that's awesome but yeah steam i'm lost in every mm-hmm. time i open it, i'm like I don't yeah know i always i always go to like if i'm logged into steam i go directly to where it says recommended games for you because that's all the time i have to like <laughs> yeah. look through all of the fucking it's like games netflix <laughs> i fucking hate netflix because i just look at it oh that looks good wait let's go another 30 pages down well that looks Dude, good let's just i open up netflix for the first time <laughs> In a long time yesterday. And I was like, oh, there's a ton of stuff on here. It shouldn't be very hard to find something. And I spent like 20 minutes. I'm like, where is everything? Like, I don't recognize anything and I'm just confused. And I don't even know if I want to watch anything anymore. <laughs> uh, that felt weird. Yeah, and even even when you find something, it's like, oh, man. Well, 
We spent an hour looking around. I guess it's no. time for bed. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm tired. That's uh, where they get you. Well, Josh, let's dial it back. You asked me what my favorite uh, my favorite reveal was. I think my favorite reveal was uh, besides outer outer worlds, outer limits, borderlands, whatever. Outer all worlds. the name, all the they're all synonyms. Um, was the next Far Cry apocalyptic game? Oh, yeah, Far Cry. It, it was Far Cry, yes. which is another new dawn. It okay, is. So, it okay, is. so hold on. I gotta say this spoiler because this actually is a spoiler for Far Cry Five, and they. Announced the game by spoiling, spoiler, ugh, spoiling the end of Far Cry Five. Yep. So if you don't want to hear what happens at the end of Far Cry Five, turn us off now. Skip ahead like twenty <laughs> seconds. So apparently, at the end of Far Cry Five, they drop bombs. They drop nukes on everything. Apparently, so in this game, it straight up picks up seventeen years later after the bombs have dropped, and. Here you are. Oh, my God. We're going to have a Far Cry Fallout game. Yeah, I, 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 You're right. We are, but it looks good. So it, it it's post-apocalyptic, really, but really same good. with that Outer Worlds game. It was bright and flashy, and I loved it. This is the first time I've been excited for a Far Cry game. So much I was excited for 5. I played the beginning of 5. Actually, I played about 20, 30 hours into 5. Not far. Not going to see much of the content at all. But I liked it. Far Cry kind of happens. For I like the story. Far Cry is funny because you can say I played twenty or thirty hours of it, and you're and not very far. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? It's a great game. Don't don't get me wrong. I had very fun. The times I was the thirty hours I played it, it was fun. Uh, but uh, you get to see, as as Thomas said, seventeen years after they dropped bombs on Montana. And you get a, the coolest thing that it opens up is this bright world. The 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 announcer, the the developer, who who announced it? The developer, yeah, and. Uh, they're just uh, raining pink flowers, like pink and purple flowers on it's them. It's so bright. And you see it, this deer with pink antlers. Like, you got to think of the mutations oh, yeah. that happen, mm-hmm. right? So it, it's in the perspective of a kid. So they were only children when the bombs were dropped 17 years ago. Now they're adults. Well, that's at least the, narrate, the mm-hmm. narrative of it was. And now it's... They said that it all will be over, but it's just beginning for us. And you see this world bright and pink and, and purple, and animals have purple and pink tints where they shouldn't and mutations. I was like, this is really cool. And I've always liked Far Cry games. I have. I haven't finished them all. I've only finished Far Cry 1, 2, and 3. So 4 or 5, you know, I never got to get finished. But if they keep going the way they are, I mean, I, I love it. I'm excited to see where this goes. It's called yeah. Far Cry New Dawn. It's new and it looked, it, it just felt really fresh. Like, I've seen post-apocalyptic things. I've seen the goofy uh, like almost irreverent stuff of like Borderlands. I've seen all that stuff before. And then we've seen Far Cry games where it's like, oh shit, it's the no mercy villain. Uh, and we've seen that, but this all felt, this all felt good. And and I do have to say, I, I appreciated that the villains, the enemies in this are these two black women. They look sisters. like twins. I think they're, they look, are they twins? They look like twins. Yeah. They're definitely sisters. So, uh, yeah, definitely sisters. Are they, are you, do you play as them or are you, are they the oh, villains? they absolutely, oh, you know, I guess I hadn't thought you, of it. You, I th- see, oh. I thought they were villains, but the narrative was in their mind. So <laughs> it could be. Oh, but you can't be that evil. That's what I said <laughs> they, myself. They are evil. They were really evil. These sisters were just evil. Like just destroying people. I mean, taking there's over a these cut towns. where the person, she was basically, they're like, if we can't take, you know, you have this fort, you've built up all this stuff and. Now we're here, and if we can't take it, we're gonna break it. I and tried, then, and then the evil, the no mercy sister, like I, I, I tried to notice. Mean I mean, they, 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 <laughs> they were two, they were two black women sisters, and I tried to notice the uh, skin color of you during the first person portion of it. I, I thought I saw I noticed some black skin, so I was like, they are going to be your character you play. I don't know. It would be because awesome. there's only even, two two I'm black even, people in the world. <laughs> 
Well, okay, uh, now, you know, now you're getting too crazy. I wonder if they would do a... Uh, uh, I wonder if they would make allow you to customize your character, but that would be new for Far Cry because I think you usually play as a yeah. protagonist, like a defined character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think we're jumping into like, you know, look at Red Dead. I mean, he is the protagonist. They are a band of thieves, though. They, I mean, you got to think of it. They might dabble in the antagonist being the protagonist, right? Like, who, why wouldn't you? It's something new. I also don't think this That's Far true. Cry New Dawn, like it is a new game. This is the first that I've seen where it's actually a continuation of the Far Cry, right? Yeah. So, is it re- is it just an but in-between is, game? Is which it just is unique an in-between because game, right? it is like a sequel, I guess. Yeah, it but is. it's so different than the last game, and oh, so it, yeah. it's cool that they have a premise that can so dynamically change the setting, uh, but still feels so good. Like I wouldn't have to play Fallout Five to absolutely appreciate this game. Mm-hmm. Far Cry Five. Uh, Far Cry Five. What did I say? Fallout. Oh well, yeah. We should have Fallout Five. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I could I could get down with a game yeah. that, like even even if you weren't it, okay. So what if you weren't forced to play as the villain for the whole uh, game? But there I were certain cutscenes or certain like certain levels where you played as the villain, and then it like forced you to like get into Just the, the mind of the villain. Showed me and then, it felt like, like you were going to be the villain. It would that would really you make know, it feel crazy by the end of the game when you're like taking care of the villain, but the villain is also a character that you have played over certain levels. Okay, so this kind of sounds like Grand Theft Auto with Trevor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it does he, actually. He is a villain. Like that guy is <laughs> yeah. bad news. Yep. But you play as him, you know. Uh, <laughs> so you can't you can't shoot it down yet. They yeah, probably, you're right. There I, might be notes out there saying, "No, you're not." There's just the antagonist. But that's but, an interesting thought, and I, yeah. I'd definitely be interested. In I mean, seeing now that you bring it up, they better do it that yeah. way. Because I mean, that would that, think about how much that would bring the story together for you at the end. Well, you also know that the uh, the leader, oh, I can't remember his name, and the limited uh, amount of game time I played in Far Cry Five, he's the cult leader, the the preacher, the yeah. I I don't believe. I think it's him. There's a silhouette of a guy who said, "I." Oh, yeah, there's somebody coming. at the end where it's clearly him. I was supposed to know who that was. It's got to be him. Um, I didn't finish it, so I don't know if he died at the end of the Far Cry 5. So those of you who had played, you could probably educate us. But that was him. He was there. That, that would make sense to me. I think Because clearly I was supposed to know. They had like a post-credits kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he was a silhouette of guys. Like, uh, Wait, what is this from from 5? Yeah, so Far okay. Cry 5, yeah. Okay. He, well, no, no, no. Uh, he is a character from 5, but the post-credits scene was the trailer mm. at Game Awards. Yes. So it was like you watch all this stuff, and then at the very end, like you think it's the end, and then it comes back up, and this character shows up and says a one-liner. Man, I don't want to get all political, but I hope to God that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited that I've never been excited for a Far Cry game before. I played three, enjoyed it, but I only played a little bit. Uh, that was actually the same time that I played Stanley Parable. I had access to a computer at that time, but then when I no longer had access to it, I just never finish the game uh so i'm glad that that feels so fresh that was nice and that was one of two uh, trailers that had a slow motion video of a dog sitting in a passenger seat of a car flying through the air oh my god <laughs> right. so it was it was action like this car they're getting shot up and yeah you're right there was a car with a dog in it so from now on if people fee- uh, like talk about the video game words i don't want them to use their kick-ass new logo i think it's new it's new to me uh, I want them to have a picture, one of those pictures of the dogs flying with their tongues flopping in the air. <laughs> that, to me, that's the I mean, VGA, the, or the TGA's 2018. Yeah, it's like perfect happiness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we're back. Uh, let's talk about something that was crazy, I thought, uh, at the beginning of the award show. Jeff Keeley's up there, and he says, you know, something along the lines of, hey, uh, 
you know, we want to welcome our friends to the stage in this momentous you know, moment. Hey, well, that's redundant. Um, <laughs> he's like, we welcome to the stage Phil Spencer, uh, Reggie Philome, and the CEO of Sony, who Thomas can never remember the name of. Uh, those were his exact words. Um, and so on stage come yeah, Sony, man. Microsoft, and Nintendo, the three figureheads of the biggest companies in gaming. And then the bald ring, ring leader comes out and he's like, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yes. <laughs> Returns to MTV. <laughs> they went up there and they just had a, I don't know, they were up there for two minutes and uh, they just spoke on what it means to be a community and what, uh, you know, gaming can offer and that is unique to gaming and how it brings people together and all this stuff. Did everyone in the audience just say cross-platform? I, they were thinking it. I was certainly thinking were, it. You, you didn't watch. They were chanting it. They're like cross platform. In all seriousness, they're I, like I, Sony break. Yeah. I really did think when I was watching it, I was like, "This is amazing! I can't believe they're on stage." And then I went one step further, and I thought, "I bet they're going to announce crossplay like for real right now." Because holy cow, I can't even believe they're on stage together. Mm. I've never seen this ever. It is, before. it is pretty amazing. They've been at the same events forever, but I've never seen them all right there on stage. And, uh, that was great. That was just a great moment. Uh, and so that was wonderful. Uh, I love them speaking about community. I, After talking about accessibility last week, you know, a lot of the research I did on that was from stuff that Jeff Keeley had put together. That uh, E3 panel that I had been recommended was put together by him. And, uh, you know, so he loves community. He loves accessibility. I love all that stuff. Jeff Keeley put in fucking work to do the stuff that he does. And uh, when Phil Spencer went back up uh, later during the show to talk to Jeff Keighley and I assume announce some Microsoft thing that I can't remember right now. Um, he had mentioned, you know, he, he gave Jeff his respects. He was like, you were the reason that this happened. Like you came up with the idea, you really pushed for it and you made it happen. And that is so important to have people like you, like Jeff, uh, out there making moves like this because somebody just wanted it hard enough and made it happen. And, Seeing like what Jeff Keighley wants and then watching that reality become or, you know, that idea become reality. I love that. I well, love watching him figure out what he wants and then nailing it. Let me say this. I think that it, it's 2018. We hear that every year, right? It's 2006. Well, it's 2006. I, well, I, I've only heard people say it's 2018 this year, <laughs> but I do know what you're saying. It's It's 2018 and this is probably the most attached and most – Involved uh, year that I've been with gaming. Actually, it's funny. I'm I'm 30 years old and I haven't been this more attached. This, I, I would say so. I mean, I'm I'm here sitting with you guys talking about gaming. Uh, that's true. I am. I own a and part owner of a gaming collaboration company. Um, and I, I think that you know seeing a, an award show like this really really meant a lot to me. Um, and and it's really cool to see where these can can go. I really loved how the the breakaways and commercial breaks, et cetera, would bring in these um, impact content creators, these global impact players, I believe that they called it. I can't remember what they called it, but uh, global impact. And just saw how everyone is bringing gaming. And there was one where the guy is from Africa and he created a game and the mobile game itself was literally in the African country he was in. And I can't remember it, but you guys can look it up. And he, he created a mobile game. He's Mother Satan. Saved for three years to get him a computer, and once he got the computer, it was a turning point in his life. And he created and coded, started learning coding himself, and created a mobile gaming where literally he 
acknowledges that he's brought up and his country's brought up in war. He built a game about stop dropping bombs. Like, like you know, he stops dropping bombs. The initial part of this is you stop the bombs being dropped on your country and you progress it from there. And I just thought this is crazy. This is crazy. But again, it's oh 2018. God, that is it, touching. It is so touching. Like there's so <laughs> many things happening really right now. Sad. <laughs> it's You've got to watch it. Um, I wish I had his name and, and next time I'll be more prepared, but you can go watch it. And, and it's just things like that really kind of move me. It's like someone. I love that dude. I, so I, I actually that missed that. Really I don't know how impressive. I missed that. How did that? you miss this? Oh my goodness. I genuinely don't there know how I missed There were so that. many of those. Maybe because I watched it on a different platform, right? I didn't watch it on cable. No, no. Well, I definitely missed stuff at the very beginning. Okay. Uh, in the first like 20 minutes of the pre-show because the show starts at, you know, eight o'clock yeah. or whatever. But the pre-show starts at seven thirty, and so I definitely missed like fifteen-ish minutes of the pre-show. Uh, but I also, when you were telling me something earlier, I was like, "Wait, what? How did I miss that?" <laughs> there's I a lot of things I missed too. I well, mean, there's well, we said it earlier. There's just a lot going on. If you look away for a minute, you you missed something. Yep. Uh, but uh, ga- the Game Awards have had uh, games for impact, which is a category I love. That is, it, it spotlights games that are really looking to make a positive difference. And so um, Celeste won that one this year. So the Celeste is all about anxiety and depression and facing your fears and all this stuff. And, you know, overcoming a challenge, you're literally climbing Celeste Mountain, right? The developers talked about it. If, if you're one of the actual players that were dealing with mental illness, this is for you. That's what they said. Or no, they said that uh, it... They said if this helped you overcome yes, that's depression, correct. That's correct. then you're capable of so much more. But they also and it was like Wait, hell if, yeah. If, if Celeste did, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, yeah. that, that game the game, great. game was made for depression, mental illness. It is. Yeah, that's that the that was, whole story. Yep. Is your character climbs this mountain and it does weird stuff. It makes you face your fears, wow. and and so you're you fight like you are uh, up against this mirror of yourself, but it's all the things that uh, that Madeline doesn't like about herself. So it's her fear and it's her depression and it's her hmm. anxiety and throughout. Uh, the game it fleshes out really what that is, and uh, I guess it's not a spoiler, but it turns out you climb the mountain. Like the point, you're, you're trying to climb the mountain, and your like mirror self is trying to convince you that you know you try stuff like this all the time, but you're just going to give up. You're not going to oh, fall through because you never do. And your character like has there ups was a and lot downs of real and feels in this yeah, game. Yeah, this sounds Dude, like a it was touching a lot. fucking really. Game. It was that it, game is all over the place, and it's oh, it just does such a great job of representing what that stuff actually is like what anxiety really is and what depression really is because uh for people who haven't experienced it it can be so difficult to wrap which is your mind nobody. around which is nobody <laughs> <laughs> uh but no that's that's really not true because i mean i know a bunch of people even in my own family like i have a family history of depression and i also have other people in my family who think it's made up you know and so it's the people like that that need to see what this is saying because it's not in your face with something like that, like the the way that you win someone over is by not letting them realize that you're winning them over. Like teach them in a way that they don't realize they're being taught because if they realize they're being taught, they're going to get defensive. You're going to get defensive. Yeah. They're going to have an idea of what their opinion already is. But if you, if you don't make it clear that you're actually teaching someone, that's why educational video games are best when they're games first and educational second. Because if it, if you, are a kid and you go into a game and it's obviously supposed to teach you something. That's true. It's like you're it's, not going to be as receptive. It's to like it. when you talk about anybody where you're like, no, make them think they had the idea. Yes, you know <laughs> that really is exactly what that is. Yeah, 
where you'll you'll see something play out in this game and you'll be like, wow, that's crazy. And then later on it will be like, you know, it'll very cleverly be like, oh, it was actually this the whole time. You'll be like, wow, I guess I guess I never thought of it that way. And that game just does a lot of really great things. It was made by a team of like six people. Yeah, I, I never played it, and uh, but I got to read a bunch about it and see really the impact of it uh, just over social media Dude, and, and so game many people, of the year. Yeah. Seriously, I people are very excited. I, I understand why you say that now. Like uh, I, so I've only seen it. Like I saw it in the, like the donkey videos and like uh, I've, oh, I've geez, seen. He has a donkey video for it. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's good. Oh, it is. Oh, it is good. Well, no, he, I do. He, I donkey he, stuff. he loves it. Like he he goes he he's all for it. And and I the gameplay that I saw looked really interesting. But honestly, I'm not that great with like with with twitch movements you know so like actually I'm let bad me at that. let me back this up yeah, for I, you. I remember i remember you had i remember we had an episode where you talked about where like you could make you can it do easier an assist mode. Yeah, i yeah, actually yeah. wanted to get the, to this on the accessibility episode yeah. because uh there are a lot of types of dis- uh, of accessibility options that i mentioned last time but what i did mention is in celeste it has the assist mode that isn't actually making the game accessible for disabled gamers through like subtitles and all the things that i mentioned last time um it's a unique kind of accessibility where it's just the difficulty. But, uh, you know, there's so much to enjoy to that game that if you're stuck on a spot and that would be the reason that you set down the game and never play it again, man, that would, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Like, if I was here telling you this game was great, but then you picked it up and died ten times in a row on the same screen, which will happen, that absolutely will happen, <laughs> uh, if you're having a bad time, well, that stinks. You could miss out on this whole game. But assist mode... Uh, you can turn it on and you can make yourself actually unkillable. So, like, if you fall on the spikes, it's still okay. You can give yourself unlimited jumps in the air. Uh, I think that you can slow down time, I think. But there's so many options where it's like, look, we just want you to enjoy the game and climb this mountain. Like, the point is that we want you to succeed. If you want the challenge, you got but it. Don't you want to know how many votes Celeste got for Game of the Year? Hold on, hold on. Really cool? hold on. I would like to know. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> before before you say the name of the votes, I, I just want to say when when I originally heard what you were talking about about this game, like where you could turn that that mode on, where you're like, eh, I need more jumps or whatever. I was like, well, but then why would I want to play it? Because it should be difficult, you know. Or it should, if it, it just play, if it yeah. has no difficulty, then why? What am I doing? I, this is the first time that I heard that it has like that that deeper meaning and it actually has like a really, I don't know, interesting story to it. And now I'm like, okay, I do want to play that game because I, I think I wouldn't feel as bad about I, if, I, I, if, I have a, if I have a level where I can't get past it. Like, oh, fine, sure. get me through fine. it. I there just were some see, puzzles I where, there were some puzzles where even I yeah. was like, I, I actually did have to set it down. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do the assist mode because I know I can beat this, but I'm going to have to come back to it. Because you guys just hit it both right there. Tough. That's why I want to play it now. I have not played yeah. it. I've only seen it. And after them talking about it and now understanding the true meaning behind it, I was like, why did I not play this game? I mean, it, graphically, very different. Well, you know? I never played a game like that. Like, it's a platformer, and it can yeah. be pretty hardcore sometimes. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they look at a modern indie platformer, they looked at, like, Super Meat Boy. Well, Super Meat Boy was highly praised for its gameplay, for its soundtrack, for a lot of the same reasons Celeste is is highly uh, acclaimed. But I never liked Super Meat Boy. I played, like, four or five hours of that game, and I was like, I see why other people like it. I don't like these kinds of games. That's literally what I described it to John as. 
like in a previous podcast. He was like, I don't know what it's less. I'm like, it's well, it's kind of like Super Meat Boy, where it's like just really hard, like jumping puzzles. Right. <laughs> and uh, and this is the first platformer of its kind that has really hmm. sunk its teeth into me. And boy, did it! I mean, the 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 visuals are great. The narrative is great. The gameplay feels so good. I anytime I die in that game. Like, anytime I mess up, I definitely feel like it was my fault. Like, yeah. I see why it happened that way, and I get it. I never feel cheated. The, the controls feel fantastic. Uh, it just, I never, I never felt like stuff was out of my control where I was like, ah! Did you finish the game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, I'm still working on, so I finished the game, the proper story mode. Um, as you go through these levels, there are lots of hidden areas. You can collect all these strawberries. And there are these B-side tapes, which the, I told you the soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, probably my favorite of 2018 game soundtrack. Actually, there's no probably. It's definitely that. Uh, but you can find these B-side tapes where um, a lot like uh, Fez. Fez had a lot of B-side. It had three different B-side albums. They were F-E-Z. And they had a bunch of... Da- Disaster Piece made that album, that soundtrack. And he had a bunch of other people come in and remix his songs. And some of them are totally unlike the original song. But you can hear the original song in there. Well, uh, Celeste did the same thing. They have a whole B-side album um, that, you know, each track for each level has been remixed. And they put the remix in the hard mode. So you find these hidden B-side cassette tapes. And once you go back to the main menu, you can play the B-side. And there are no collectibles in it, which is a good thing. Uh, But it's a hard mode. And boy, is it hard. Like... It when you beat those puzzles, wow! Like you fucking did it. Like I felt, I, I've only completed the first area and I've worked on the second one, and it took me a long time. But it felt so good when I was able to nail those puzzles because they put so much into it. That's awesome. No, I mean I Celeste. Uh, it's a game that I recommend you all trying. I'm going to have to go get it myself and, and what, talk. What were the votes at? The votes at, oh, I'm glad I saw that you said that. I don't have that number. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it was, it was I don't actually. Think they share that with anyone, right? It was a real, like, I wish, don't I, you wish? I, I, it's really, like, yes. I wish, I really wish. So I would like to kind of hit up a lightning round here. It really is just a lightning round to say your guys' comments, but I want to run through these awards. I want to say some things we haven't talked about and give your literally one sentence thought. Uh, Mike, for someone who hasn't seen it, you're going to hear this for the t- first time. And Thomas. I'll go through a couple of reveals and I'll do a very quick lightning right, round. I I'll, promise I'll be quick. All right. Here's what we're going to do. So we already talked about the best esports player of the year. That is Sonic Fox. Very awesome. Very cool guy. I, I really loved his energy. Um, best esports game, Overwatch. I guess. I, I was surprised that League didn't win that. I, 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 I can see Overwatch winning. No, League and Dota are old. What were the options? Uh, CSGO. My favorite. <laughs> Dota 2, Fortnite, Overwatch, League of Legends. Yeah, because you can see Fortnite up there, but there's a big question on what is an eSport. I feel like and Overwatch has to win just because it's the most accessible. Yeah, most accessible. and Well, Fortnite's competing with that. Um, no, oh, yeah, I'm it's sorry. free to play. I heard, you said Fortnite, <laughs> and, and I didn't even yeah. hear so it. Fortnite, like, I, yeah. You said Fortnite, and it went through one of your app. Yeah, the other, it's free. Like, I, I think, free I think on Fortnite, all platforms. I think Fortnite and Overwatch are contenders. Overwatch is accessible but not as accessible as Fortnite but like I said there's a question of what is an esport and like definitely Fortnite is competitive but there's there are some questions there and I think that's what makes those two really compete because they're both the best at two different things yeah I mean I I understand I I still think some of the better 
I'm more attracted to big plays, and to me, a play in DOTA League of Legends, and I'm a MOBA fan, are not as exciting as something in a shooter like CSGO. CSGO has tactical, like, plays that you would not see. Some guy taking on five guys at once, sm- flashbang, smoke bomb, coming out of smoke with a pistol and headshot five people mm-hmm. with a kill. That is intense. And if you see the CSGO tournaments, I don't know. That's, that's my esports game of the year. But... Overwatch deserves it. Content creator, streamer of the year, Ninja. We all surprising coming, no one, right? Lupo and Pokimane. Pokimane, I've been watching. You know, she's cute. She's hot. She she plays some cool games. Lupo, probably the next person. Myth and Wilrix, I've not watched. Um, I don't even know anybody yeah. on that list except Ninja. Uh, best but multiplayer game, won. Fortnite. Okay, we saw that coming. Wait, best what? Multiplayer game. Do you want? To, I know that's a very. I want to hear the rest. Call of, of them. Duty, Black Ops, Destiny Two, which weird it's in there. Monster Hunter. Okay. Truly understanding the party aspect of it, but I feel like like why wouldn't Overwatch be in this? Like another one yeah. I think Overwatch would be overdue destiny. I, Wait, I don't it, understand. Was that, that it? Was that's that the it? Whole, that's the whole list. That's the whole list. Oh, Hold on. Okay. Uh so best sports racing game, Forza. Um we have best strategy game, Into the Breach. Never played. Oh, I definitely want to play that game. I want to play that too. What what is from it? from the faster than light uh guess. FTL? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I want to play you it a lot. Should, you guys should both go look up the Giant Bomb quick look of that game. That's what sold me. Mm. Best family game. I'm sorry. I, I am I am all about Super Mario Party, but Overcooked 2, I've only heard millions of good things about okay. it. Okay, so let me tell you how <laughs> fucking good Overcooked. No, we don't have time. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's a, fun, it's a same, great, it's it's a great fantastic game. game. No, I only hear that. I told my wife, because she loves cooking, I was like, Wendy, you want to get back into some games? Because she hasn't been playing much lately. And i got to really figure out what's going to get her. Maybe this is it. I tell you what, how how about next week? We think about it. We're going to the holiday season. We've already kind of been in the holiday season. But what if we go into it and we offer up some of these family games that you can actually take home to to your family holiday party and people will actually Mm -hmm. buy? I'm bringing my Switch to my family of 30s Halloween party, actually. It's just for Super Mario Party. Yeah, I brought sports friends. Out, out to my oh, last year's. Dude, people loved it. <laughs> Best fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Eh, yes, it's had a huge impact. You can't, I don't think It's my count. favorite one to watch. It is fun. I'm still a Soul mm-hmm. Calibur 6 fan. I will be competing, guys. At our oh, Soul, Soul Calibur 6. Yeah, I guess it came it, out before yeah, the time. It came yeah, out but, right I mean, before. that's not enough time. It is. It is not enough. They haven't had multiple players release or, or characters released. Street Fighter Arcade was on there. I'm surprised I lost, but I'm not because it's been out for over two years and they're like, it's the last edition of this version of Street I'm, Fighter. I'm not a I, I'm not a big like fighting game player, mm-hmm. but when it comes to watching, I like watching uh Dragon Ball Fighter Z just because it feels like I'm watching the See, TV we show. Have different, yeah. like, I I'm sorry. I, I you're right. These the I'm not even calling it cell shaded. It's truly show animation right yeah, now. Like, yeah. you can't call that cell shaded. You can't that is truly Cartoon animation. Yeah, it's, a, it's an mm-hmm. anime fighter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, a, yeah, it truly is. Best role-playing game, Monster Hunter 1. We uh, know that. Hey, I want to say, I think the reason we talked about this during the Screen Hero Awards, my favorite thing about Dragon Ball Z, I, I love watching it, but also I love that how accessible it is where I'm bad at combos and, and spending time. It's, I like that if I, Matt, you know, you do a heavy combo if you yep. hit the heavy button three yeah, times. And I like true. that because it made me feel good. Even when I lost, mm-hmm. I felt true. good. Yeah, you felt like a cool character. Yeah. So, like, you still did something. You will love right. this one, and, I, and I'm, I'm so mad I don't have it. I don't know if you got it. Best action game. Guess who won? Who? Take a wild guess. Just a wild guess. Action. Uh, this, this is a game you liked. Yeah. I have no idea. Dead Cells. 
Dead Cells? Beat like, out Call of Duty, what? Destiny, Far Cry 5. It wasn't even on my radar. And Mega Man. <laughs> right. Really? It beat out the new Mega Man. Didn't you play, didn't you play Dead Cells? <laughs> so, okay, so John? John, John, John has been talking it. about Dead Cells forever. Did you not get it? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I but did. But that was not on your radar for, like, an No, 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 no. I have, I have put in... I don't even know, 20 plus hours yeah. in the Dead Cells since I've got it. That game is so fucking Motion fun. Twin. <laughs> Watch them. They are the creators. I think we should be watching. They have a great game. Best VR, AR game. Sorry, not going to keep it. I can't believe Pokemon Go is done on here, but I guess I came out last. Oh, it just didn't make sense. Astrobot, never heard of it. I saw it, never heard of it. Um, uh, Beat Saber's on that list. Beat Saber's pretty cool. Oh, Beat Saber. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right? That's awesome. Well, I don't know if it deserved to win that category. I mean, I don't know everything Best else, mobile game, Florence. Cool. I looked it up. looked a little creepy. Um, it looks like you you walk through a relationship on your mobile phone. Not my That thing. sounds terrible. It does. It beat <laughs> I mean, out that's Fortnite. How you through every it beat out Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, <laughs> Reigns, and Okay. County. If you beat out PUBG Mobile, uh, <laughs> hey, I, like, I, like, I, I actually congratulations. Yeah, I have PUBG yeah. Mobile on this phone, <laughs> and I win a lot. I think it's just bots I'm beating, but I win a lot. <laughs> we know that best independent game went to Celeste. Beep, beep, best beep, beep, games, beep, beep. games for impact. Wait, hold on. Celeste. What else is on the independent list? Okay, independent list: Dead Cells, hey, yeah, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Din. Saw this, looks great. Never played it. The Messenger. Uh, those are all great games. I don't know the last two. <laughs> uh, the Messenger. I never, I de- I never last played two, Return of Obra. I haven't even touched them, but I've only heard wonderful things like across hmm. the board. It's just like, this is a list of games I wish I had time to play. Man, you I know, fucking like, love indie games. Damn. I'm so glad every uh, single thing on that list. Best performance. Such this game. is my favorite. All right. Gosh, I'm going to have a lot to edit here, guys. Roger <laughs> Clark. So when he walked up there, I could not tell if he was an Arthur Morgan or if he was just being himself. And I want to say he naturally talks like Arthur Morgan. Well, a lot of times they'll model a character after the voice actor. They will see the voice actor and say, you're perfect. Roger Clark, he walked up there, not the person I thought. I think he's even foreign. When I mean foreign, I'm from the U.S. So he has a foreign accent. No way. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, But I could be wrong. If this man just has the most awesome voice ever. Like, I, it, it's so crazy. He was he talked about when he got on stage, you know, I had to walk in the door and, I, and my wife would tell me, put Arthur down. Because <laughs> I was always in character. So I don't know if that's yeah, his natural voice I like or that not. he said that. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, best audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. I saw this. The two guys that walked up there talked about the most the most sad and moving music ever. I, uh, I, I forget the I name guy who's singing. Uh, yeah, sad. I thought it was funny that he, the note he left it on, it's funny what people say when they clearly are flustered. Uh, it was funny that the, the last thing he said before he got off stage was like, it's great to be able to create something so sad. Yeah. It was like, I was huh, like, what a weird thing to leave that on. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny what stuck with him, you know. But I will say, the other guy who's on stage with him was Woody Jackson. Woody Jackson right uh, here. Yep. Yeah, who is uh, one of two. I know in the uh, original Red Dead, it was him and Billy Elm uh, that made most of the songs. That's some great music, so, man. So that goes into so best audio designs more than just music. That was Red Dead. Best score, Red Dead. Um, Jackson himself, Woody Jackson. Uh, Octopath was on there. Celeste was on there. Something else. I still can't believe Octopath was even like a runner. Octopath is a good was game. About five categories. Was it a good game or was it good for the first three hours? God damn it. <laughs> That's all the critics ever played. Best narrative. We said it. Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I really love it too. Uh, was, awesome. Okay, hold on. I know you're so I know categories, you're this. Detroit, uh, I heard, was one that people really enjoyed and wanted to see win. Was Detroit Become Human? Now, I never got to play the game. 
I imagine that narrative is intense because of the situations you're put in. But yeah, because the whole the whole game is narrative. That's the game. Yeah, it is. So uh, making decisions. Didn't win. Red Dead won. Uh, Spider Man and God of War were both on there too. So Red Dead won. Even though I haven't played any of God of War, man, that has a great narrative. Mm-hmm. And I, even as good as Red Dead is, I really thought God of War was going to take that. So and the, la- and the last three we have here. Uh, done with the lighting round. Uh, I think someone has one for our uh, releases, though. we got to make this fast, but we have mm-hmm. get best game direction, God of War. Best ongoing game, Fortnite. Figure there's Destiny 2, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six Siege. Sure, Fortnite wins. I can't, yeah, I can't argue Yeah, I that. think they deserve to and win. Game of the Year, Assassin's Creed, Celeste. I'm going to have to play the Wait, game. Wait, these now. are nominees. I thought these, he yeah. Assassin's Creed yeah, did not win. No, he yeah, did like, not win. You said that, I was like, what? Game of the Year, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Celeste, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. <sighs> That's crazy. But God of War won. We know mm-hmm. that now. Beow, beow, beow. Boom, boom. Yeah, I'm happy they did because, like I said before, I was afraid Red Dead was just going to sweep it. Uh, like The Last of Us did the year that, that I think came. Red Dead beat. But I mean, let's be honest, The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have well, no. no qualms with The Last of Us taking Game of the You're Year. You're right, right, but you if, know what happens? A game like Stanley Parable comes out and does not get the recognition <laughs> it deserved. Because that is exactly what happened. Okay. Done? All right, you can move on. Wait, go ahead. Hold on. We don't have a whole lot of time. Guys, okay. we don't have to edit that much. It could be a long episode. Hello, this is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network, and I am here to tell you about Screen Heroes. Do you love superheroes? What about superheroes in film and TV? How about weird rankings like top five lists or maybe three people just arguing about top five lists? Either way, we are the podcast for you. Check us out every Tuesday night live on Twitch. Or subscribe to Screen Heroes Podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and Google Play. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, so now we'll uh, we'll wrap this episode up. We're having a really good time talking yep. about all this stuff. Uh, so we'll try to be quick here. Great year uh, of gaming. Great year of gaming. It was. Uh, it is. There's still so much to play. Um I'll go through a little lightning round of what I saw from reveals. Uh, I'll open with the thing that I care about the most is Hades. Hades is from Supergiant Games. Mm. They made Bastion and Transistor and Pyre. I saw it. I don't know. I don't know. Those are the kind of games you probably know immediately if you're going to like it. It, Honestly, if you're on the fence, I wouldn't even worry about it. Uh, But that said, I I remember like I was It looks like another Dead Cells. It literally said you die... It's okay, you revamp, you do it again. They're just kind of doing dead cells in a mythological form. Am I, I mean, am I not right? have you played Bastion? Are you familiar I've with that game? I've not played Bastion. No. That, that game is Bastion. Okay. That game is Bastion, except it seems like the story is when you die, you revert. So instead of it being a, a linear game with levels that you progress through, I bet that it's a roguelike. I um, remember every single time the narrator starts talking in Bastion... It just feels so cool. Dude, it does. <laughs> that guy, oh man. He he and the Darkest Dungeon narrator, they are in my top yeah, five narrators of all good. time. It is good it's like it's like hello fantasy fantasy world, but also uh I don't know, Western Tavern. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the idea, the narrator in Bastion, the whole vibe that he's going for is he's retelling the story of what you're playing through mm-hmm. as if you're at the campfire together and he's, you know, even as you progress, he's like, and then the boy, you know, yeah. he thought blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he, you fall off the level in Bastion and it's like, about and then how he thought, awesome you are. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It, it, it just is such a cool vibe. It it so adds to the tone of the game as much as the visuals, as much as the soundtrack, which is saying a lot. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So they took a lot of the um, a lot of the art style from Pyre. It's like the narrative stuff that you saw in that trailer with the non-moving pictures. That's straight out of Pyre, uh, which is a game that had an amazing soundtrack, but I didn't like the gameplay in it. Um, it had a lot of visual novel things where you're just, like, talking to people and making some decisions and stuff. But then you go play, like, cosmic baseball or basketball, and I did not like that. So I wish I liked the game more, but the soundtrack was, was phenomenal. Anyway, uh, Hades is this game. Uh, it's an isometric game with abilities and stuff. Uh, go check it out. The most remarkable thing about this is that it's out right now. They announced it and said, hey, it's available right now on all systems. They did that almost throughout all of that award show. Things that you could get right now. So, I for example, that MTG Arena, my favorite they, they game. They had several commercials, and I'm like, oh, these guys, no, oh, you'd be right. proud. So MTG that, I saw Arena, that, and I was like, I see it. Go now. type it in. It's still available. Game Awards. You get 25 cards, quite a few rares. Wait, what? So use You get what? I think it's only for new players. I think it's only for new players. Nope, nope. No, I did okay, it today. Good, I, good. So, okay. You Tell me I need in, to know. You type in, so there's a code, MDG Arena Game Awards, one word. Uh, type it in your redeem code within the store. You will get 25 cards. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. Yeah. All right. I'm so they also announced MTG Esports, right? So um, I will be throwing my name in that hat. I am actually on a on a very high ranking in MTG right now. So uh, What is it? Uh, bronze one. Bronze one. Hey, bronze one is hard to get to. It it's is hard, no. I've I've been on bronze four, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, who are the people that play this game? Yeah, dude. When I played when I played League Legends, I the highest I ever got was silver something, and I was just like, I don't even know I what's after. I don't know what's it. after it, but it's to the point now where every play you need to know all the cards. Yeah, you know all the cards. You know what they have in their deck, and I'm I'm getting to that point. But anyway, I'm good. Talk. Croc- off topic, they had a lot of in-game things such as Fortnite the Block. We saw that. You know, they had Smash Ultimate released that night. It was really cool what they did and how they timed well, it. Well, you know why this, my opinion on why we see this change in release schedule is like, hey, d- doesn't this thing make you exciting? Also, you can buy it right now. It's because No Man Fucking Sky, dude. It's because it's we've seen, and it's not just because of them, but it's this idea of teasing a game. Prey 2 had a trailer that came out years and years and years ago, and then it never happened. And then way later, they made a whole new game that had nothing to do with that original trailer. Like, releasing a trailer is cool, but if you don't have something ready, if you aren't already down the tr- the railroad tracks, don't do it. Because you leave yourself open for so many things to go wrong. So this idea of, like, Fortnite, hey, here's the block, and it's available right now. Like, it just now, this moment, appeared in the game. That's awesome. I loved it. I thought that was really cool. Like, makes, there, there are a lot of play games. Fortnite just so I could get my block on the map, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know what the idea of the block is? No. It so looks like e- the Cell games. Everyone that plays Fortnite now has their own personal island they can create and create worlds with Minecraft in, war- in Fortnite. But the best that get vo- supposedly will be voted on get put on the real map. 
of mm-hmm. Fortnite. So it's called the block. So if you make this really cool map area, you know, twin, uh, uh, you know, some of the areas of the map of Fortnite. I don't know them all. I don't play Fortnite all the They're time. They're all alliterations, right? So, uh, but you can put your own personal. It will be voted, but your personal creation will be on the real Fortnite map, and they'll probably rotate it. I imagine, but that is awesome. God, I wish I liked Fortnite. Fortnite. They are, I know. (laughs) Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to play. So my son's like, he's coming of age. My son is like, like, Dad, you want to play Fortnite? I'm like, God damn it, he's asking the question finally. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the question you've always been waiting for. You're like, I knew this day would come. I knew it would come. You're going to have to have the talk. So I... So, uh, yeah, what they did there at the awards, uh, releasing content as people are watching it, as people are engaged, that's a winner. I'm, I'm going to be tuning in Every year from now on, just because of that. Like, oh, they great. said MTG I, I Arena. I was like, wait, what? They had like five commercials, man. I'm telling you, Mike, I know you're I a big even MTG liked the commercials, yeah, dude. They were great. Like I said, I didn't even want to get up to pee because <laughs> I didn't want to miss the commercials. Like, it's kind of like watching it's like the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. It yeah. was of games. Sorry, you know, the big game. The you big know what game. the best part about Magic the Gathering Arena is? Is that you have, if you want to chat with the person you're playing with, you have like. Five words, your five yeah, five word right. phrases oops. you can say. Hello, yeah, oops, <laughs> hello, good game. I don't remember Sorry. the rest. Sorry, yeah. it doesn't. Even, they, they don't even have. They don't even have thank you. They don't have thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel so awkward when people say something like, "Oh, it's they your say turn. nice." No, it's when they your say, turn. Nice. I'm like. How do I respond? No, everyone like, says your turn because I'm looking there looking at my, your turn. Like, I just got my oh, turn. Oh, I've never gotten a your turn. You what? No that. one just says yeah. your turn. No, I haven't gotten a your turn, and I am real bad <laughs> about, like, not, not realizing it's my turn until, like, the, uh, the like, uh, the bomb fuse is, yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. I still have to get the time out sometime, but... <laughs> Go ahead. What, what other what other premieres did you have? Um, yeah, we're doing really bad with. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Around. You're right. Uh, <laughs> dead by Daylight had a ton of commercials, and I'm not familiar with that game, but it seems like it has just a ton of mashups of, of very famous spooky villains. Friday the Thirteenth. So no, uh, you, you saw it. So has dead by game. Daylight. It almost looks like Telltale spooky, where it, no. it has like IP. No, 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 not like a narrative sense, but where it takes an IP and brings it into the fold. Where yeah, it true. Has, uh, you know, Friday the Thirteenth has a. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It has Saw. It has. So the uh, expansion that they discussed at the Game Awards was something about you know they they run into a barn and his partner kills him. There's something about um, you know something about your partner could turn on you. Uh, the idea is that's the right one, right? That yeah, one? where he had the mask on. Yeah, and he stabs him in the barn, right? Yeah. Um, well, because by the, daylight, it's a real, it's a real like spooky it's a cliche where it's horror. like, oh, you look at them both go in, and the camera turns. All right. the expansions are are plays on horror movies. So like, you have your typical Hope Lake or what's the lake in um, Oh uh, Crystal Lake Camp Hope. Camp oh Hope. yeah, well Camp I Hope. think you're right. It is Crystal Lake. It is Crystal Lake. Maybe it's Camp, both. Yeah, I think it's Camp <laughs> Hope and Crystal Lake. Uh, but that's Friday the Thirteenth, and you have the you play as Jason, and yeah. you have five survivors. But they have Freddy. Mm-hmm. They have. So, do they own? Does Dead by Daylight own the, rice the Friday the Thirteenth game? I the game not. Friday Thirteenth. Oh no, they don't. Friday the Thirteenth has been shut down. I think it's done. What? Yeah, Dead by Daylight surpassed Friday the Thirteenth. I believe Friday the Thirteenth is no more. Someone could correct me, but from I'm gonna have I to look. Reading. I will absolutely say because I'm not. I won't argue with you because I'm not. I'm too ignorant to, to fight. But uh, I was definitely confused on what. The game actually was, which so bothered me because I'm like, I want you to tell me what this game so is. So Friday the 13th was a more in-depth version of the whole movie 
Jason versus camp counselors. Like, there was a lot more in-depth. <laughs> it sounds like the camp counselors were fighting back, but they weren't. Right. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they do. You do as a game. You have to do a gentle... Well, in the game, but right. in the movie, yeah. it was yeah. like, what do they do? Guess They're I'll die. Dying. So, Dead by Daylight, same type of con- uh, concept, but different maps, different movie situations, different killers, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, well, hey, let's, uh, let's move forward. Uh, CRT, Crash Racing. Oh, geez, I'm messing it up. Uh, C- CTR, yeah. CRT. Crash Racing was amazing when I was a crash kid. Crash Test Racing. prime CTR. time as a, as a sixth grader, we used to play Crash Racing all the time. It was a staple game in competition. Ah. Well, we'll see how it turns out, but I like that there is room in this world for those nostalgia games, because I've heard several people this year say, man, I wish they'd make a new CTR game. I wish they'd make a new Snowbo Kids, man. Snowboard what kids the hell is that? I, this is the first time I've ever heard that those words. Snowbo Kids? What? Okay, we'll talk about it later. Lightning oh, round. No lightning idea round. what Snowbo Kids is. <laughs> Hold on, lightning round. All right, go. Keep going. It sounds like you fucked up. Uh, <laughs> no, I did it. Uh, 64. Uh, it went not a world premiere, but Anthem did have a new trailer I that did. looked pretty I still cool. Don't get the game. Uh, I have here in my notes, I remember uh, the uh, God of War voice actors of God and of his son, War. Uh, <laughs> sorry, his names. Uh, but the two voice actors. He, he, is, he is a behemoth. Well, he's not even a behemoth of man, but he like his voice is so. It's just deep. like. It's just like um, he is masculinity Arthur, in, I mean. uh, in a picture. Okay, so it's Octodad. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. uh it was it was him and uh the boy who plays the voice of boy and boy. they made a joke where you know like and the winner is read it and boy it, yeah it, no, <laughs> no, no he always no, everything in the game go, is and the boy. winner is and it was like a a one minute silence everyone's looking around then the laughing started and was like read it boy <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that wasn't bad it, it was and it was like nah i like this like I like this as a thing that people get, that like a joke that he can make that yeah. is well received. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. Um, let's see. Lots of colorful. I just loved Outer Worlds and, and Far Cry 5. I loved how colorful they were. I love. I do too. I love these developers making bright games. I think I'm gonna I don't a choice, need any more though. drab, gray, brown mm-hmm. games. Don't if I'm clearly them. looking just for a shooter, I'll go New Dawn. But yeah, if we, I want we, that. We've in... had years of depressing. Let's, yeah. let's move on. Let's well, move on. Yeah. I think Apocalypse, Battle Royales, post-apocalyptic games, Battle Royale games, card games. This is these games well, look, that come Part, part of the reason I think Fortnite has been so successful, yeah, it's a Battle Royale, but PUBG did it first. They just made it better because they made it bright and shiny. Mm-hmm. They made it accessible, and that is why that game succeeded. I'm and then still, they supported it. I'm still waiting for like a, a great, like a graphically great game that's in like a fucking rainforest or something. Ori in the Blind like, Forest! Yeah. Wait, what? Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh my! I know. Go home so, tonight and buy Ori and t- the Blind Forest. <laughs> Ori, okay. Ori and the Blind Forest. You've never heard no, of this. Uh-uh. Okay, no. okay. We're, we're going to move forward because you're going to watch the trailer forward. because it is exactly what you just asked for. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, it is. He's talking about a first-person in the rainforest type game, not Ori. I know what Ori. Dude, is. Ori was up for like best art direction and like most visually stunning game. game. It's a side scroller. Uh, oh, okay. It's like All a right. platformer, but it is hard AF. Yeah, uh, it's not gentle, but it's beautiful. Wait, wait, Ori is not side scroll. Yeah, Ori is, yeah, it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Make sure I remember the same game. But yeah, I know what you're you're asking for. All right, let's keep. Well, moving. I'll show you the thing. You, sh- I, you need to buy that game. <laughs> uh, uh, Hades was great. I have here written down uh, Hello Games, who made um, No Man's Sky. Yeah, they hit 
uh, hit game of whatever year. The hit on. game, which year? Yeah, yeah. It's finally. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. funny that they were on the list for uh, anything. Uh, most at all. well, hold on. They, they were on. They were <laughs> yeah, ongoing. for anything. So they were on for ongoing game, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Somehow the. In the new updates, we all know the major updates that happened with No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's like, let's, Somehow, let's the give them Wars, credit for barely getting close to what they were supposed to be in the first place. This is what I don't understand where they get their nominees. Yeah. Is because somehow, No Man's Sky made it into a nominee. And I'm like, there are a million other <laughs> ongoing games mm-hmm. that are way more popular than No Man's yep. Sky. But... You know, whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Sure. Keep trying to make no, uh, no man's sky. So happen. Yeah. actually, I have here written. So so uh, Hello Games is making uh, the last campfire, and so it's a really like not a derezzed, but like a low, uh, like I don't know, a low polygon count. I don't know how to describe it. it a very artistic game um, that uses a lot of lighting and colors to to do its thing. I have no idea how the game's going to be. Who knows? Hello Games only made one game before this, uh, but it's visually appealing, and I think that's cool. Uh, further down on my list, I have another one. They released, or they showed trailers for several, like, beautiful, that kind of style of indie game in a row. Uh, one, it says, or it was called The Pathless by the Abzu developer. Abzu is the diving game. Also beautiful and colorful. There's no, like, crazy action. You just, it it describes itself as experiencing the the dream of diving Mm -hmm. or something. And that's cool, like, for somebody like me, because I... I don't know if I different. I I hate deep water, <laughs> so so for me that's the game where I'm like ah this is actually relaxing stuff. I have here, written here that it actually looked like uh, it looks like a cross between Journey and Ori and the Blind Blind Hold Forest. Hold on, Thomas. Why do you hate deep water? Dude, wait, I wait, can't wait, see wait. the bucket sit down in it. I always had, I lived next to a lake when I grew up, and I always had a fear that if I went swimming, a snapping turtle would I, grab me by the mm. toe and drag me under. You know what? I used to have that fear, but Atlas. I'm sorry, another game. Atlas, are you guys not? Oh yeah, Atlas it, was a good. It one. was. It, no one's talking about this game. I'm surprised on the social media uh, channels I on follow. On the social medias. On the social medias, but I think this game looks amazing. It's a deep MMO world uh, pirates. They're calling it an MMO. That's a, a lot of games are MMOs. Kind of like the RPG term. What's an MMO RPG? What's an MMO? Right. Yeah. But this is yeah. an MMO. You're taking on a hero who's with a million other heroes, well, actually 40,000. But anyway, that's the idea here, is that Atlas will be a, a ship-sailing, creature-fighting, dragon-fighting, oh, medieval game. Oh, I like that. They had, they had some, like, realistic stuff. And they're going to have 40,000 And then, like, people. hydras and, like, yes. mythological stuff. Like, oh, it's cool. amazing. Like, you fight this three-headed hydra. Well, we don't know what you do, but in the cinematic they showed, there's this three-headed Hydra that's massive, and you're fighting it with dual pistols. I'm like, this is not <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, you know, you're like, the, look, this did the, not the follow the history ship, books. The ship boats, you're seeing the ship battles happen, and there's like three to five ships on the screen, and then a dragon comes, and I'm like, this is it. This is the game to save us all. That, I'm sorry, that's, that's my personal opinion. I love that. That, that type of style of that, game. That's one that I, I have to hold my breath because we know how the, these yep. things go, but I really hope it does well because... It's made by it, Grape Shot and Instinct Games. Again, I don't know A these game companies. like that that gives you everything fantasy almost starts turning turning into like Star Citizen. Or, where it's yeah. Like, it's like, or it's just like, biting off or more it's than like you can Or it's like pay to win. Like, you can have it all, yeah. but we're going to make you buy it And all then when, when you finally start to slowly <laughs> figure it out, you have to have a computer with like 
48,000 gigs of RAM before now, you let, can Before we move on to the next one, i got to read you the uh, the synopsis. Atlas, the ultimate survival, so keep that in mind, one of these again, MMO, an unprecedented scale with 40,000 plus simultaneous players in the same world, slash server. Uh, join the endless adventure of piracy and sailing, exploration oh, uh, and combat. The creators of Ark. They are the ones who created Ark. That's oh. right. No, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. You are right. Because they they, I remember Ark. specifically them saying 40,000 yep. because they were like, Ark was big and this is this so is much bigger. So much bigger. Um, they talked about it as like 12 times that world. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, uh, settlement, civilization building, one of the largest game worlds ever. They talked about it being 12 times the size, size of Ark, right? So, uh, I didn't play Ark. Um, looked really cool. I don't like riding dinosaurs, though. So um, it looks great. But you, you, want, don't, you like don't like riding, riding dinosaurs, but dinosaurs? But you like all the things you just said you like. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, ride dinosaurs. Whatever. At least they made the game for you. I like shooting hydras with pistol, I don't pistols, like, right, but it, riding a dinosaur. Hey, 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 that's, oh, no thanks. That's little, just weird. Littlefoot and me don't mix, so we don't do that anymore. No, let's keep moving. You're a Bigfoot kind of guy. Maybe they'll add Bigfoot to, uh, yeah. to Atlas. Uh I think besides the the last one left is uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. That was a surprise of release, and it's interesting to see that released. At some Let point. me it's say this: I told Thomas event. about this, and everyone who's listening, they made a mistake. Is it a mistake, or did they do it on purpose? I do not know. I have to go read into it. But oh, I'm sure it was a they announced the best racing slash or sports slash racing game, and all of a sudden, world premiere. So they World were in the Kombat middle of 11. announcing something, and someone accidentally hit the Wrong play button, button. <laughs> and launched the trailer live. <laughs> and the guy comes back. Well, now the best sporting <laughs> games and racing games. Back to your regularly scheduled. <laughs> they program. announced one of the most bawlingest world premieres ever <laughs> as a mistake. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Mortal Kombat 11 looks disgustingly awesome and graphically gory the way you always expected. Lizzie's, Lizzie's exact words were, do you think it has enough blood? <laughs> <laughs> but they announced it in, the, in between another announcement, so it was a mistake, I believe. Oh, yeah, for sure had to be a I mistake. thought maybe intentional to kind of like throw people off for fun, because, you know, they're quirky, they're weird. For fun or for, like, publicity? Yeah, I don't know. But, but honestly, with how jam-packed sense. all that stuff is anyway, it's not like you have to move yeah. something to get it, uh, to get more attention. Let's close it up. Uh, let's say, uh, no, so let's, uh, let, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Finally. Um, <laughs> I, I love talking about this. I, I really do love the game awards. I've been watching them for years and every year they get better. Like they always have hiccups. They're unique from TV shows and movies for a lot of reasons that we've outlined. Um, but I love that you get to see the people behind the curtain. You get to really see the faces behind these things that you love. And, and in movies, you've got actors to look at. Same with TV shows. And even with directors, uh, you know, who are behind the camera, you know, they, you figure out who they are. Uh, in video gaming, you don't see, it's like podcasting. You, you don't know what anybody looks like. You don't know who anybody is. You maybe recognize their name, but, uh, you know, to see these people up on stage, like I had never seen Lena Rain before, the, uh, the artist, the composer for Celeste. I uh, had no idea what she looked like or anything. Not only what, did she read an award and what, she was on stage several times, but she played with the orchestra. And the orchestra, mm. they had uh, several different performances. They were great. They were amazing. The second performance, whoever that lead singer Dude, was. Rhiannon Giddens? No, it wasn't her. I know who she is, and I know what she was playing. But the lead singer, whatever instrument that is, who's ever listening, I don't know how you understand this, but... 
As her voice was changing, she was moving her fingers up and down a board, a digital board, let me say this, and it would, I don't know how to express it, be ominous, and, and, and sounds would come up behind it. You, you can't repeat this. Unless that was just for show, I want to know what that device No, those aren't was. for show. No, th- that's that a, device is that's a, ridiculous. You should look that up. That's how a lot yeah. of solo electronic artists... Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I, that, I, I, that was like the beginning of electronic music, was just having like well, the... this the, one was a lot different. No, and I love cool. techno, I yeah. love EDM, I do, I really do. But it's a pad, do. which is a bunch but of... This was a, a grid, right? This is probably just more advanced, most expensive version of that, because as she moved her fingers, this is a flat board, and hmm. she would just sing... And move her hands up and down a flat board, and you can see the lights light oh, up. Oh man! It wasn't a synthesizer. I am gonna have You'll to have watch it. Yeah. Second what show. So, uh, Game Awards Orchestra. That's all you need to look up. Look Honestly, up at all. even though this you already know awesome. all this stuff, it's seriously still worth it to go watch. It the is. So, awards. so let me let me say this. I did not watch it live. I was out of town when it was live. Um, I came back and watched it on YouTube three days later. It was still good. I, I was surprised how drawn into it I was. And it's worth it. Go watch it. There's hmm. so much stuff. Um, yeah. It's great to see. I, I love looking at the Game Awards as a thermometer for how the year has been in well, games. I, I want to close up with a comment, too. I, I think that today, as a gaming participant, connoisseur, whatever you want to give the title, um, it's really cool to see how this is transcending entertainment. Like, mm-hmm. you guys don't understand, like, we just saw Red Dead Redemption be the break what was it um it's, avengers or i'm sorry was oh, it oh it blew a, it, it blew, blew avengers out, out of the water, water. It, it's the second highest grossing uh Next to game who? of all time behind their last game behind gta well, 5 well no but it beat another entertainment option and i think it was avengers but anyway it, i mean it's lit- I, it's not you, it's you got, an we, entertainment release it has blown it, it everything matter. out of the water we have to take in perspective that the number one entertainment option is not movies it's not shows it's video games. Keep that in mind. Yeah, well, and part of it is because, like... That's just one game. Yeah. With with TV shows and movies, part of it is that part of the reason you like the TV shows and the movies is because you can find something that relates to you in the TV show or movie that find that makes it interesting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there is something to be said about TV shows and movies being made for you. But games are really made for you. Like, you're... you're... You know, a scary movie will play even if you close your eyes. Mm-hmm. A scary yep. game, you have to walk you through that to, spooky you doorway. Steps. Yeah, you, you have, have, to, have to take yourself through. So it. what I'm trying yeah. to say is, we are witnessing something. Oh, just I cannot wait till next year, and I cannot wait to see what happens. But keep this in mind, listeners. We are transcending entertainment. Things are going to change. Like I. I I hope the VR doesn't come in too much. I mean, I'm saying. So I love VR. Well, I, I hope it catches up, honestly. But, yeah. Yeah, catch up. That's yeah, maybe it. That's actually, maybe it's actually going slow. But I let's cannot... move on with choose your own adventure <laughs> stories. Like, yeah. let's make those movies. Let's make it to where I can. Why am I not in a theater where the masses choose where the antagonists or protagonists <laughs> yeah. do in a movie? Yeah. Like, you vote and they've already decided. Like, how cool would that be? You're in a theater with 30 people and it comes up no, to so the point you, where. You don't even have to do that because you'd put on VR. Yeah. yeah. And then every Everyone would be would be in their own movie. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah right. So, or, or you could even you can watch Netflix in VR and be sitting in a fake theater with other people. <laughs> yeah. So you could do that, and you would still feel Things like things are changing. Yeah, there, there's Guys, so much. We need to close this podcast. <laughs> we down do and start we, our uh, own virtual well, hey. reality like <laughs> company. <laughs> uh, so uh, all this stuff is fantastic. I will circle back and say um, my favorite thing about the Game Awards is that everything is put together by Jeff Keighley. 
everything is it, it's a mountain that someone's he got a crush. Built. It's a building that he built, and <laughs> it's a man uh, crush. Well, it absolutely is. I, I tell you, he's such a proponent of gaming yeah. accessibility, and they had uh, a, a nice piece in there about uh, Able Gamers, which is a great organization he works with uh, that you should go watch in, in the Game Awards. But uh, we need more people like him mm-hmm. who are willing to put in that legwork, not only to just work hard, but to bring people together. Like the fact that all those figureheads were on stage together, the fact that there's uh, a category called Gaming for Impact, uh, the fact that... Um, uh, that they talk about community so much during this and I, I just I love all of it um, I just love how it brings people together and gaming needs more people like Jeff Keeley for better or for worse who are out looking to make gaming ma- to make the world a better place through gaming um, and so I I think it's the best it's ever been and I think there, every day there are more Jeff Keeleys in the world uh, and I absolutely love that um, so I look forward to next year I am. I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, maybe Mike will catch up and watch this year as well. Yeah, see. maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'll find out next year. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around with us, everybody. Uh, I know this is a long episode, but boy, we sure had fun. Yes. All right. Yes. Catch us next week on episode seventy four. All right, everyone. Have a good evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.